From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, and I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Hey, this morning we're going to talk to some overcomers. Ken Crotwell overcame the Louisiana floods this past weekend, and we'll talk with him first, and then we'll speak with Felix Anderson, a man who lost his mother to violence but keeps her story alive. He's also the author of Wake Your Successful Self Up, and later we'll hear from local singer-songwriter Aaron Cokers, and he has that hit song, I'll Ride, and we'll find out what it's like to become a full-time musician. Our question today is this, what would you quit your day job to follow your dreams? Call us at 877-MPB-RING or email us at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. We'll be back in a moment. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Uh, I hope you're having a great day today. Uh, it's a lot of sadness going on in the state, and we'll touch on that in just a minute. Uh, we do have a very good show, and I think it's going to be a very uplifting show, too, and it's going to be... Uh, a show that has a lot of overcomers, I like that term, is people that have overcome uh, some obstacles and are now going out and making a difference and they're living their dream. And I'm a big dream guy. I like to live my dream and I'm very fortunate to get to do things that I love to do. And I, and I know a lot of you are that same way. You wake up early every day and you hit the floor running, basically. And, and But there's a lot of us, too, that honestly sometimes have a lot of fear, and we don't get up and do the things that we need to do. So we'll, we'll talk about that, too. Also, um, and I guess this news hit yesterday, and, and I tell you, Mississippi's a, a unique place. Um, it's very small. I've always said there's two degrees of separation. There's not six. If you know somebody's mama, there's one degree of separation. Uh, so whenever a tragedy happens, it, it's something like throwing a giant rock in a small pond. It sends ripples out to every corner. And we had that yesterday. We had a very tragic plane crash that occurred yesterday around noon over in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And this is deeply affecting the city of Oxford. Uh, but it really is affecting a lot of the parts of the state because people knew these folks um, there were six dentists, or there were three dentists and their, and their spouses, uh, Michael Perry and Kim Perry and Austin Poole and his wife, Angie, uh, Jason Farisi and Lee Farisi. They all were coming back from a dental conference and their plane crashed and killed all six of them. Uh, the tragedy, of course, is that there are now 11 kids who will not be able to be kissed by their parents goodnight tonight. And um, I know I'm a parent, and I, when I found out, uh, I got chill bumps, and I went in and hugged my kids. I, in fact, I was in Tuscaloosa yesterday driving through, coming home, uh, from about the same time the plane crashed. And, you know, you just think there, but for the grace of God, go I. Uh, my heart goes out to all their families, all their loved ones. I've seen it light up on Facebook last night. So many people were touched. But the, the point of this is, uh, obviously, there's a tragedy, and we need to surround these kids, and we need to surround the community, and, and we need to spread a lot of love. But we also need to remember, too, that nothing is in stone. We are not guaranteed tomorrow and that we need to live life like it is the gift that it truly is. And also, too, you know, 
you see a lot of that going on around the world right now, uh, a lot of bad stuff. And people say 2016 is a terrible year. And I think that's why I've enjoyed the Olympics so much. I have watched not every second of coverage, but I have watched a lot of it. And, you know, people talk about making America great again. Well, guess what, folks? America is great. And if you don't believe me, look at our Olympic team. We have had some amazing heroes uh, come out of this. And in fact, this is, uh, frankly, one of the strongest Olympics I remember. And I am old. So it has been fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, very well, I didn't realize I was old until I went to my 30th reunion and looked around at my friends and went, wow, okay, I'm, I'm a little older than I thought. So, but These I Olympics have been great. I've been paying attention to the to track and swimming. I even watched uh, the equestrian activities, um, which was, was exciting. I didn't oh, know yeah. they had that. I badminton. watched a little vo- volleyball. I didn't see badminton. Badminton's awesome. You know, when, that, when the shuttlecock keeps flying around like that, it's really fast and really high speed, good stuff. Beach volleyball, you and I have a little bit of disagreement. I like watching <laughs> the females. Uh, but it, it's more their athleticism. It's not the skimpy bathing suits, I promise. But it, it, Yeah, right, well, because I know that's why I'm watching swimming. Exactly. Okay, okay. We admit our yeah, our, our fallacies are out there now. But no. So did Phelps get 23, I think? His 23rd yes, goal? it's 23. He, he actually would be, if he were the world, if he were a nation to himself, I think he'd be third or fourth oh in the my world gosh. right now in, in medals. The the medal count was a little closer, I think, between uh, the USA and Japan or China. China, China second. China, China second. And now yeah. it's just a huge gap. Oh no, man! Once <laughs> track and field gets going, I mean, we're doing well. And we, yeah, uh, I got to admit, Tori Bowie, USM, Sand Hill, Mississippi native. Absolutely. Yeah, she got a silver, and she had the best quote. You know, we're talking about dreams and everything. She put this on her on her Twitter. The wildest hopes you've longed for can become your greatest accomplishments. Wow. And you, you do and I love that. And that's one of the things I love about the Olympics because they do all these interviews in between the games with like their parents and stuff like that. And a lot of these kids are incredibly focused even at a very young age. I mean, Michael Phelps, yes, I'm going to change the world. But guess what he did? Of course it didn't hurt that he's like built you know, I guess his father's Poseidon. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> so on that. But yeah, just incredible. And of course Usain Bolt, um, just taunting just taunting you know just you know it's like well he ran a little bit slower today and he still wiped everybody out he did i think it was 9.81 seconds for the 100 meter and that is the same time it takes me to get from the couch to the refrigerator right you you just don't realize how fast they are until you really really just like oh wow and television doesn't even tell the whole story when you're there in person and not that i've been to the olympics because i of course didn't live in atlanta at the time when they had it but when you actually see people that fast run Mm -hmm. it's incredible yeah, and I always wonder about the training. Like, how long does it take for them to get to that point? That's what I always wonder. I was oh. thinking about Michael Phelps, Phelps and how he talked about uh, coming back after losing that first go-round in the yeah. Olympics and how he just became so determined. And he said something about his body being in so much pain. He said, I don't think I've ever endured that much pain. And I thought, see, we just see the victory. We don't right. think about the pain that they endure behind, you know, scenes. You know, championships are won when people aren't looking. Yeah. You know, that's basically – and I keep telling my kids that. It's like, hey, you want to be good at your sport? you got to train and and you know we're getting up every day going to school you know when our mommy comes in and wakes us up at 6 30 or 7 and we complain they're up at 4 30 in the morning and they're in the pool mm-hmm. you know i mean it's just unbelievable the amount of training on that but it's just there has been some great the u.s gymnastics team just Man. strong as onions i mean that's obviously the greatest um 
team I think we've ever put out there. And then individually, of course, you know, each one of them could probably be the top gymnast for any country. Yeah, there was this one male gymnast. I cannot remember his name, but he was just swinging on one arm. And I'm just like, are you serious? This is this this doesn't even seem real. I mean, their strength, I think, really, it just looks superhuman on television. And we we just don't realize how strong those folks are. Incredible. The men and the women. It's just amazing. Uh, the, the Both the Simones, the Simone for the swimmers oh, yeah. and the Simones for the gymnasts, have just taken the weekend you know the olympics by storm she the first american to ever win the vault yeah yeah she won that she's amazing incredible incredibly gifted gifted athlete on top of that katie ledecky's the same way absolutely she's a teenager 19 years old and um, just dominating and we're not talking winning i mean she's dominating like Mm -hmm. like seconds ahead of the the competition yeah uh, it's just it's really just amazing for them to be able to, to experience these things. Then there's this bizarre story about uh, Lachie, Lachie. Oh, yeah. Not, uh, getting arrested. On, I mean, getting robbed on the beach. Point. Now, yeah. Australia has banned their athletes from being on the on the beach. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, mm. There you go. Well, we do have a call. Uh, a question question of the day, I think, is um, would you quit your day job to yeah. pursue your dreams? And so Mary and Jackson uh, wants to jump in on that. Mary, good morning. Hi, Mary. Good morning. How are y'all? Oh, fantastic. Thank you for listening. Um, so um, I think it's a little bit sidetracked from your question, but I would like to comment that, like, if you have a dream, you never let it go, and perseverance is the key to that success. Um, that's what I have. I want to say. Yeah. I All right. That. Thank you so Thank much, you. Mary. Yeah, it's a good, Thank good, you. Good call. Thank you very much. And I tell you, Sharita, I mean, I knew I wanted to do what I do when I was eight years old. Oh, so and many fig- don't figure it out that early. And, and I've, you know, the thing is that people, a lot of times when they hit that first wall, they quit. Mm-hmm. But that wall's there for a reason. I mean, that wall's to see how bad you want it. Yeah. And so, you know, you figure out how to get through it or over it or whatever. Definitely on that. Hey, we've uh, also got a state of emergency in towards South Mississippi. And, of course, what's going on in Louisiana is nothing short of tragic and heartbreaking. Uh, record amount of rain has fallen, of course, across the whole Gulf Coast. 31 inches of rain just north of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, folks, you don't even understand how much rain that is. I know in the Jackson area we had a terrible flood in 79 and 82 from that kind of rain that happened up in Louisville, Mississippi. I went through a flood like that in Conroe, Texas, where we had 25 inches of rain in one day. And frankly, Man. I can't stand the sound of rain even now 20 years later. It's just that just unbelievable how much rain there is. Uh, we do have uh, – we will have just in a few minutes. We had somebody here from Mississippi – that was actually trapped on I-12. There was a lot of people trapped, but in, in Mississippi too, we, we had, we've had towns that have gone underwater that have been affected. Crosby, Mississippi has been affected, but I, I saw this morning where the governor has um, released a couple of heavy lift helicopters to help our neighbors and friends down in Louisiana. And I know a lot of you have family down there too, and we're thinking about you because I know um, some of the flooding that we've seen. So we'll talk to Ken, uh, Tim get out Ken in just a second sorry it's Monday morning you know how that (laughs) usually rolls and of course we have got a great lineup of guests Felix Anderson will be here and then we'll listen to Aaron Coker whose hit song I'll ride you'll love that song too and we're just talking a little bit about the question of the day would you quit your day job to follow your dreams you can give us a call at 877 MPB ring this is now you're talking on MPB think radio This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
MPB Think Radio. In just a few minutes, probably as soon as we get him on the phone, we're going to talk with Ken Crotwell, who was stuck for 29 hours on I-12. Uh, it's unbelievable. Oh, he is on the line. Very good. So we will uh, get him on the line. Ken, it's good to talk to you under these circumstances. Hey, I'm glad you're okay, man. I really am. Because that was when I saw your post yesterday, I'm like, okay, that had to be the roughest day that you've probably spent in a long time. You know, uh, it, it really it really wasn't that bad. It was really kind of an inconvenience. You know, it was starting to get a little sketchy at the end. Uh, but one of the reasons why I posted, you know, we had so many horror stories coming from Katrina and things like that. You know, everybody was well-behaved. Um, everybody was a lady and gentleman, uh, no crosswords and, and, and everything was, uh, um, on the up and up and, uh, we all looked out for each other. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing was how much the water was coming up around us. Um, so it, it was a long day, but nothing compared to what, you know, my oh. family and, and all the folks of South Louisiana are going through. Yeah, talk about your family and what's going on, because I, I think a lot of people, of course, whenever you're not in that situation and you see it on television, that doesn't even tell the story. What's Are they okay? What's going on? Uh, you know, March will start off as a, uh, a rain event in Florida, and it uh, Florida Panhandle, and it moved over, and it set over uh, South Louisiana. Uh, this is basically like a tropical storm. We think of it having to be out over the water during that time, but it doesn't. There was enough moisture in the uh, Louisiana humid air that uh, it fed the, the thing. It did not have an eye, and it didn't have the winds, but all the rotation was there and all that. Um, we knew we would flood. Uh, I went down on Friday uh, to uh, help them move out of their house. Uh, we flash flooded with rainwater, which is nice and clear and wonderful, um, on Friday night, and then it went down. Of course, our big concern was the river water coming in. Um, everybody is safe at this point. Uh, uh, cellular towers, some of them are down, which makes communication kind of uh, uh, tough to get in touch with everyone. Uh, so uh, occasionally you can get a message out or something like that. Uh, some folks do have, there's a lot of generators down there in South Louisiana. So some people do have uh, access to um, Wi-Fi every so often and uh, can see and kind of keep up with what's going on there, uh, even though we may not be able to hear their voice. Yeah. Uh, well, can, let, let me ask you real, this real quick, because, I mean, you were on an interstate highway, which they usually build those up high enough so they're not subje- subjected to flooding. How did it happen? Was it just how fast it must it have come up to trap that many people on the interstate? Well, I, 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 basically, we were all trying to flee. Yeah. Uh, and then those folks that were passing through headed to the family vacation, you know, in Florida or wherever, uh, they were stuck there as well. So. Basically, whenever the rivers and the tributaries all started topping the interstates, that's whenever it started blocking that up. Yeah. Uh, at some point, uh, Denham Springs, they did close down the interstate. But whenever I tell you the water was fast, I, I've lived through, I guess now, two 500-year storms, uh, you know, 73, uh, 79, 83, uh, uh, 2001, you know, all those. This was different than anything I've ever seen before. Uh, Saturday morning, uh, news came on at 5 o'clock, and the river was at 35.5. At 6.10, it came on and says the river's at 39.5. And I said, well, you know, somebody's got their numbers wrong. The river does not rise four feet. Uh, 
nephew and his wife live up uh, north uh, in Watson. Um, and he said, called us and said, y'all get out. It's a wall of water coming towards us. Wow. And uh, uh, so, you know, you can see whenever the water goes from clear and you see the brown water coming, you know, that's the river water. Yeah. And uh, Marshall, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a wave. It wasn't a, you know, tsunami-ish as you kind of think of, but you could see a swell of that water coming into uh, my parents' subdivision, which was south of of uh, 12 there in Denham Springs. Yeah. It, it, well, uh, I went through a very similar flood in Conroe, Texas back in the 90s. And when the creek started flowing backwards, that's when we knew we were in big trouble. Now, real quickly, and I'll let you go because I know you're a busy guy, but let me ask you this. How did you get out? How did you finally get rescued? The uh, the, the rain shifted to uh, the western part of Louisiana, and that led up enough to let the creeks and and tributaries drain down a little bit for us to get open and, oh, good. and to uh, head out the other way. Marshall, the thing that we have to remember on this, I know all of, a lot of us think about the 79 flood here in Jackson. Any of those numbers in those river stages that you say, hey, look, the water came in my house at this point, yeah. none of that kind of stuff made any difference for this. Yeah. So ever we left out of our how, uh, parents' house, uh, on on Saturday morning, uh, it, we were at 42 feet then. Well, at that point, compared to what we had done in '83, it should have been three feet of water in my parents' house. Yeah. Uh, so, so whenever we think about, well, you know, the the rivers of sage is going to get up to this level, it really didn't matter, you know. So things that are totally high and dry and have always been for a hundred years or more. Uh, are flooded. Right. Whenever I tell you it's total devastation down there, yeah. there's no place to go. And it's there's so hard time. to recover from that. And, and as you know personally, and as I know, I mean, you got to strip the house out to the studs, and there's snakes, and there's fire ants, and alligators. And I mean, my heart and prayers goes out to everybody. And I appreciate you taking the time, Ken, for coming on with us. Well, thanks, Marshall. Thanks, and uh, y'all pray hard. Okay, I'll see you soon. Good to talk to you. As Ken Crotwell, and of course, he was stuck on I-12. That's unbelievable. And you, you would have to feel helpless because you have no food and everything else. But the beauty of it was the local people came in with grills and started cooking for him. So I thought that was great. Well, I've got, you know, I heard this guy speak not long ago, and I thought, yeah, I got to get you on the show. <laughs> You're good. You're very good. He's a brand advocate. He's a speaker. He's a service coach, and he's the founder and CEO of Executive Concierge, and he's the, the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Wake Up Your Successful Self, which I'm going to get a copy of because I need all the help I can get. I'm very happy to have Felix Anderson on with me. Felix, it's good to see you. Glad to be here. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, and I got to participate on your Periscope this morning, so I thought that was kind of fun. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we come on Periscope every single morning uh, from 7.45 to 8 o'clock. Uh, MrFelixAnderson.com is my handle. We come yeah. on every single morning. We speak to uh, over 20,000 followers that I have on Periscope, on the Periscope platform. Incredible. I have friends all the way from Oregon, all the way from Trinidad, uh, all the way from North Carolina, South Carolina. And we just come on and we teach people how to wake their successful self up. You know, it's funny. I think people in the old model, people would sit around and wait to be discovered. Right. Now we have the technology and the tools that if we have the effort, the attitude, and put the just the elbow grease into it, we can have people discover us. That's right. And, and one thing that I've learned is that uh, in the whole process is consistency makes the hard things in life easy. Yeah. And many times um, 
the the things that we need to do and want to do is right there at our fingertips. Yeah. We're just not consistent enough. Right. And that's one thing that I, I, I learned. I know you and I were uh, talking prior to coming on and how both of us wake up at four o'clock every morning. Yeah. And I have what I call my TTD principle. And that's I track the day, I track the dollar and I track the diet. And so it's so, so important that you rise up early so that you can get whatever it is that you need to get before the hustle and bustle starts rolling. Exactly. Because, I mean, seriously, it's quiet. You it's can, quiet. You can gather your thoughts. And That's get, right. And also, too, once you get a, this series of accomplishments under your belt, the rest of the day is piece of piece of cake. Everything, everything is peaceful. And, and one thing that I was noticed, I was looking outside of my window a couple of days ago, and I noticed that some birds were, uh, it was dark outside, but the birds were coming out of their nests. Yeah. And so um, there's old saying that, you know, God will provide for the birds. And one of the thoughts that hit me was that many of us are unwilling to get outside of our comfort zone. Exactly. Even the birds have to get outside of their nest to go and get the worm that's on the ground. Yeah. And so even though everything that the bird need is provided for the bird, right. even the bird has to get outside of its comfort zone to go down low only to rise back up high to where it's supposed to be. I tell you, I found the comfort zone is so important uh, as a concept because I found that any time I've ever grown is when I've been kicked out of it. Yes. And a lot of times that's coming out of some really bad circumstances. You had an incredibly bad circumstance that happened in your life in, in right. 2013. Your mom was murdered that's at the right. hands of domestic violence. And since then, you've kind of kept her spirit alive. And let's talk about that because that's incredibly painful. I don't... It, it was painful, and uh, many times we life happens, and, and that's one thing that I've learned. And I've learned that life happens, and shift happens as well. Right. And many times when life happens, that's we have to S H I F T S H I F T. Got that straight. Okay. <laughs> okay. For all of the listening listening audience, that is shift and the FCC. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so one of the things that uh, I've learned, I looked down at my keyboard one day yeah. and, and, and the thought hit me anytime you go through hard times, you have to press that reset button. Yeah. And many times when our computers malfunction, I looked down at my keyboard one day and the thought hit me control alt delete. Yeah. And so, and then shift. And so anything that tries to control your life and my mom passed and, you know, I began to go through a spiral of depression. Yeah. And sometimes when you go through hardships, you find yourself holding certain things in and not talking to anybody. And so I went through that season of I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to yeah. go through anything. And so I looked down at my keyboard and then I had to realize that I can't allow this situation to control me. So I had to press control. And then anything that tries to alter your purpose, you need to get rid of it. Anything, of course, anything that tries to control control your life, get rid of it. Anything that tries to alter your purpose, get rid of it. You need to delete it so that you can press that reset button. Yeah. And then you need to shift into a new mindset. And so what we did with that, um, I had a, um, a, a local, um, a local venue, uh, Synergy Nights, uh, Miranda Joyner, I think she's mm -hmm. on a local radio station and, uh, she, uh, needed a microphone and we found a way to, uh, commemorate my mom. And so she needed a microphone and we donated a microphone to her, and that microphone was called Dolores Blue. Uh, and so anytime someone has the microphone in their hand, they are not to uh, their knowledge, but they're they're uh, speaking out against domestic violence. Yeah. And my mom loved music. And so uh, it was a hard time. Uh, we partnered with uh, the Mississippi Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Um, we were on uh, a team of uh, 12 gentlemen 
uh, who um, sponsored, uh, who who teamed a program called Take the Pledge, and it was men against domestic violence. And so we all sat at that table. We brainstormed on how men can actually be a vocal point and speak up against uh, domestic violence. And so it was a hard time in my life, uh, but um, uh, through helping other people, uh, it helped me tremendously. And one of the things that I've learned is that whenever you're going through hardships, the best thing that you can do when you're going through is to help somebody else get through. That's right. That's the best thing that you can do uh, when you're going through is to help somebody else get through. And yeah. you'll find out it's, it's, and I, and I found this in my personal experience that when you're going through hardship, people are watching you. People it can, are watching it can be you. your children. It can be your spouse it can be your friends. It can be total strangers might be reading your Facebook posts. Yes. They want to see that. And, and the toughest thing when something bad happens is that you create this narrative in your head and you get locked into it. It's almost like being stuck in a swirling whirlpool. Right. It's hard to get out. So you're, I love what you're talking about, you know, control, I'll delete. delete. Yeah. That's right. You because have to control. You got to change the narrative. You, you have to change, change the, the narrative. You have to change the narrative. And, and I've learned that there are two reasons why people watch you. And that's either to uh, emulate you or to emasculate you. Yeah. And so people are always watching you. And uh, we have a program called Young Man Wisdom. And one thing that I teach the young men is simply this. You're somebody's mentor, whether you want to be or not. That's because strong. somebody yeah. is always watching you. Mm-hmm. They're either watching you to be like you or they're watching you to find something to, to, to bring you down. And so I encourage everybody that I speak to, even in the targeted audience, on Wake Your, Su- your, wake your Successful Self Up, yeah. the entire team. Uh, I teach them that no matter what you're going through, you must always stay in a perpetual place of preparation so that when the doors of opportunities open up, you can walk through them effortlessly. That's right. That's huge. That's really huge right now. We're talking with Felix Anderson. He's Coming up with the, the successful book, Wake Your Successful Self Up. And I look for it. I'm already saying it's a success. <laughs> I'm giving you a little bit of promotion there. But he's Thank a brand you. advocate speaker, and we will continue this conversation with him. And our question of the day is this. Would you quit your day job to follow your dream? Call us at 877-MPB-RING. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Tell you what, uh, tough day today, but we're, we're getting through it. And right now, of course, we have a question of the day, and I'd love to share that with you. Would you quit your day job to follow your dream? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING, and we actually have Roger on, who has got his uh, two cents he'd like to add. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Marshall. So what do you think about, uh, would you quit your day job? Well, I had an opportunity to face that crossroads uh, back in 2009, 2010. 
uh, I was actually working with the Department of Health, and uh, I was on the precipice of a promotion. Uh, and this was uh, during the economic crunch, uh, and people were losing their jobs. And I remember going to the interview at the Department, Mississippi Department of Health here in Jackson, and the guy had a stack of resumes at least two feet high, and he offered me the job. And so I had to face the crossroad. I knew that God had called me to start a church, start a ministry, and, uh, and it was either start a ministry, I had no money, or what have you, or to take this job, which was paying about $50,000, uh, with full benefits during an economic crunch. Well, needless to say, I started the church, or what have you, and my family and my friends thought I was a complete fool. <laughs> thought you were nuts. But it turned out well, didn't it? Uh, yes, sir. We have one of the fastest growing churches in central Mississippi. There you go. Uh, with almost 2,000 people. Uh, we've impacted thousands of people in the Jackson metro area, and uh, we're on the precipice of building a sanctuary and uh, one of the depraved parts of the city. Congratulations. That is awesome. And, and Roger, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. And, and I tell you what, uh, our guest is, of course, Felix Anderson, and he and I both are kind of in the same situation where our day job is our dream job. Right. Yeah, so I'm That's not going right. to quit my dream at this point. I know. You, you, <laughs> you can't do that. One thing I'm learning, and I have learned, and I talked to, um, talked to the team about this on last week, is that we have to push. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to push. And, and uh, many times when, when you're going through hardships, yeah. you, you, you have to have that mindset, that mental fortitude, even though it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel good all the time, especially when you're an entrepreneur and when you're out there and you have family to provide for and things of that nature. Yeah. It's difficult uh, to push. And one thing that I've learned, and this is why I like to encourage others, because sometimes even the encouragers need encouraging. Amen. And so that's why we came up with the concept of waking your successful self up. You know, uh, we have great people around us, even in the studio, and uh, even you with your great mind. Many times we run well, and some Sometimes we'll hit that brick wall. Let's back up for a second. You said I had a great mind. You can come back on anytime. I'm, I'm okay, just a, hey, I'm just yeah. a mirror. I'm just a mirror of my reflection. That's all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Just to let you know you did something good there. But you're right about that brick wall, and it's and it's tough because and you have the dream, and sometimes that's what a lot of people. I mean, I know a lot of people are more talented than I am that never did what they wanted to do because they quit. Because they quit. And then you have to keep pushing. Yeah. Uh, I share with the team that you have to get past petty things and you have to get, really get past petty people. Yeah. And, and we do acronyms at Good, uh, Good Morning Pep Talk and wake your successful self up. Right. And, and P, you know, uh, the P is for we have to get past petty things and petty people. Sometimes the small things that's petty that will stop us from receiving and, and doing what we're supposed to do, we have to get beyond that. Right. And then we have to, the you is we have to get uncomfortable. And sometimes it's entrepreneurs and as, as songwriters, you have to come up with songs and concepts that may be unpopular right now, yeah. but you have to do what's in your heart. And then the S and push is you have to go from a season of soreness to soaring because it's like working out. Sometimes when you're working out, your muscles will, be get, will, will get sore. When you're playing that guitar, your fingers are going to get sore before that song starts soaring to that next chart right. uh, or, or, or up the chart. And so before you experience that season of growth, you're going to have to go through a season of soreness. And then, you know, we all have been here at one point of time is how in the world? How in the world is this going to happen? How in the world yeah. am I going to uh, get this vision off the ground? How in the world am I going to get this song in the right hands of the people? Uh, and one thing that I've learned is never concern ourselves with how it's going to get done. Just focus on knowing that it will get done. Just take incredible action at that moment. Because you, you and I touched on something when we were, before we were on air. We are talking about how 
you know, instead of waiting for the right time, make it the right time. You, you have to, you have to make it the right time. And that's yeah. why I tell it's people, hard too. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard. And that's why I say, wake your successful self up. Yeah. It's, um, just so much I could talk to you about today. This is incredible because I mean, you, you give such good advice. So just some of your, some of your quotes off of your, 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 uh, thing here, the same people are saying it's selfish of you to leave are selfish for you wanting to stay. That's right. The, yeah. same, the same people, many times people, you know. And because they're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about themselves. You know, yeah. I was thinking about LeBron James, and I was thinking about all of these athletes, that Kevin Durant situation. Yeah. And so uh, the, the concept and the thought came to me was, you know, we want you to stay. And so the concept for me was the same people who are selfish for saying, I want you to say, stay, uh, they're, they're, you know, uh, saying that you're selfish for leaving. They're selfish for wanting you to stay in that particular situation. And so there are times when you just really have to do what's best for you, no matter how uncomfortable and how unpopular it'll be. Well, I, I tell you, of course, the new book is coming up, Wake Your Successful Self Up. When's it going to be out? It's going to be out in October. And uh, you can follow me at MrFelixAnderson.com. I have a current book out right now called Service That Makes a Statement, yeah. Five Ways to Serve People with Excellence. Uh, because everything we do is all about serving people. And you just touched on something, and, and I've got to jump back into this for a half second. You just touched on something that really is what makes for success when you help other people. If you give everybody else what they need and what they want, yes. everything's going to come back to you. It, Zig Ziglar said that, but not quite that way. So very right. true, though. But it's and, very true. If you serve, then it comes back. And if, I tell people, don't. If, don't if Aaron we, does a good mm -hmm. song, guess what? He's going to have success. He's going to have success. He's going to have a great success. And yeah. I teach people all the time, don't lead by example, serve by example. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Felix, it's just a pleasure. Pleasure to have you. Thank you so thank much. You, appreciate I mean, thank it. you for having me on. I really oh, appreciate it. anytime. That. We'll get you back on soon. All right. Thank yeah, you. You sound so good on the radio, too. So we're just <laughs> thank going to keep, keep this going. So <laughs> appreciate it. Of course, that's Felix Anderson. Now I'm very happy to have Aaron, Aaron Coker in the, in the audience from Pearl, Mississippi. Originally, you're going to be worldwide soon enough. I hope so. Yeah, Mike, get a little closer to the mic. You know how that rolls. You're yes, in front of a mic all the time. Uh, we're going to take a break. Oh, that's music. That's his music. Okay, very good. All right. little background music there. Sharita threw me a curve. Is it all just a no, it's fine. I'm going to listen, man. Was... In this oh, that's awesome. Dishonesty, who are you to put the blame on me? All right, if you're not buying this music right now, if you're not on your phone downloading it, there's something wrong with you. Aaron Coker's from Pearl, Mississippi, originally. You still working with you now, still, right? I just moved out to Harrisville. Oh, man, uh, out little, in the suburbs. Yeah. yeah that's very good. <laughs> I um, And I guess I love your story a lot because, I, you know, I have a son that plays guitar, and he's 13, and, and it's kind of like it sounds very similar. But, I mean, the fact that you took all your video games and you sold them so you could get a guitar <laughs> – that right there is is hardcore and awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I, I got to give that to my brother a little bit. He gave me a Guns N' Roses uh, tape, and sweet. And it was about a week after I got you know started listening to that. Then uh, I seen Slash on MTV back when they used to actually play music on it. God, that was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I seen Slash up there shredding on a guitar. I was like, I want to do that one day. So getting to do it <laughs> yeah and that's that's it you had that dream and and you kept going and it didn't just like a fairy didn't come with a little wand and didn't just oh, wave no. it no, no no it was uh you know I, I ran cross country and track and and school and um you know besides that i came home and my guitar was one of my best friends you know i had friends in the neighborhood that would come and listen to me play and 
I, Lord help them. I, I don't know how they stu- <laughs> they stomached it back then, but um, you know, I just kept pushing several hours every day, and you know, next thing I know, I started uh started recording a little bit. So. Started recording a little bit, and the songwriting too. And of course, you were in the teenage years. And what were you writing about during your, your first recording project? Was released by Ransom. You were nineteen at the time. And I, I, I tell you, I, I don't even know what was on that album very well. <laughs> it was so long ago. You're uh, like, don't ask me to sing in concert. I don't remember any of the songs. The, the only one on that one that I, I do remember was, um, you know, I was at Pearl High School with yeah. the uh, school shooting. And um, oh, that was tough. Yeah, and one of that. the one of the songs uh, on there was about uh, Christina and Lydia that that passed yeah. away that day, and um, it's called "The Ways I Feel." That's yeah. about the only one on that that album that I remember. But the, the album was just about you know growing up, yeah, you know, teenage stuff. Exactly. You know, exactly. A bit of Mark Twain, right about what you know. That's uh, it. That makes sense on that. When, when, and how was the Aaron Coker band formed? It was a, uh, I'd say, a little over a year and a half ago. Um, I had just gotten out of a project um, with some guys, and it just wasn't going right, so we canceled that uh, that little band, and and we moved to. Uh, I told Angie, my wife, was like, you know, I'll give it one more shot, but I'm gonna call the shots this time, <laughs> and uh, yeah. so we we named it there in Coker Band, and you know, I've been playing acoustic. Uh, professionally, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> I quit my job to do it. So you did quit your day job. That's yes. It. So, yeah. um, you know, and started, uh, I got nominated on, uh, the Mississippi music awards and, uh, they wanted us to play at it. So it, it came perfect timing. So we went and we played the, uh, the Mississippi music awards and, and actually walked away with, uh, artist of the year and song of the year with Al ride. And, um, just kind of kept, kept trucking and, and, you know, one foot in front of the other, kept so, pushing. So you're one of those um, long-term overnight successes, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We talk about that. that you, you mentioned your wife, and, and, and the tough thing is, I think, for dreamers sometimes is balancing making sure because i'm married too and and you know i've been chasing this crazy dream thing for since forever and i found out for some reason that my wife likes a house she likes food she likes the children to eat um she likes normal income coming in yeah i'm you know she's kind of silly i think but she really seems to be very passionate about these topics that that's tough though isn't it sometimes balancing okay i want to get the dream but i got to make it pay off too because i want to love my spouse and my children and make sure everything works out how hard was that for you to balance you know with, with my wife it came really easy because um she stepped in she's the one that made me quit my job and um she took over booking and she started pushing me. She does oh, all I have the a crush uh, on her now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know she she was she was the one that really really pushed me. Yeah. And you know my daughter and um and my stepdaughters. You know they're great. They're they're completely supportive of me. And yeah. matter of fact, my my daughter she's uh she'll be twelve next month. And she told me she says uh was listening to to the radio. I can't remember what station it was, but she said, "Daddy, how come they play this and they don't play your songs?" Wow. And I was like proud moment right there i'm you know yeah <laughs> so uh that it you know everybody in the whole family my parents and my sister and and, and everybody's they're just extremely supportive of me and they they push me and um you know if, if there's anything i need they're there for me in a heartbeat to pick up the slack for me one of your kids comes in holding a guitar and says i want to do this what would your reaction be actually she has get in the band yeah <laughs> <laughs> learn this song learn this song and let's yeah. go no so it's- um you know, uh, she came at a really young age and uh, and asked me that. And 
um, her not living with me, you know, I don't I don't get to see her as much as uh, you know I want to, especially with the music and and them living on the other side of town. So it's kind of hard to give guitar lessons every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Aaron, I had a question. Um, you know, is it challenging being your wife's business partner and? her love partner at the same time because some couples won't work together because they're afraid it may create a strain in the relationship. How has that dynamic been? Well, he knows who the boss is. That's right. (laughs) She wears the pants. Um, No, you know, it's funny with her. Since we've been together, um, we've been away from each other a total of probably three nights and we've been together um, going on five years wow they do and, seem to like each other yeah because they're even in the same room right now well we uh you know the funny part is is we're together 24 7 like we never yeah. leave each other's side we we work together on the music we work together on our house we're restoring a house we uh, go to the grocery store together and if we're not together when we go to the grocery store we're calling each other so it's mm. it's we're together every waking hour and every sleeping hour of every day <laughs> Wow. That's incredible. I, okay. That's like number two on the list. Make sure you like marry someone awesome who's a rock star in her own right. And you did. So there you go. Good job. We're going to take a quick break. And, of course, our question of the day is this. Would you quit your day job to follow your dream? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. And Aaron's going to continue with us, and he is going to we'll sing his little song. We're going to have I'll Ride. We're going to listen to that. That would be fantastic. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Take it all. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday, and thank you for listening to the show because you're making my day better. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING because we have a great question of the day. Would you quit your day job to follow your dreams? That's 877-MPB-RING. Or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. I am working my day job, and it's my dream, so I'm not going to quit it. Lucky you. Now, sometimes my day job has quit me, and that's always a little bit interesting. But, you know, I think you got to get kicked out of your comfort zone before you can really get creative. So, You know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who is a father and a husband, and he said, well, if I didn't 
have a family, I would just quit and go elsewhere and pursue my my dreams. But you know, he is the breadwinner, so he's responsible financially, responsible. So that's different. Now, well, somebody like me, you I know, I can live on the wild side. I got three side. kids; they're teenagers. <laughs> they eat like locusts. I mean, I understand that they're hungry. So but, it does depend on your you know specific. Social, but you can do a date. You can do number one. You don't have to do a job you love. You have to love the job you have. Absolutely. And anything that you're doing, even if it's a miserable job, if you throw your heart into it, guess what? You're going to get a better job. Mac McAnally said that. I mean, if you hear the song, It's My Job, that's a perfect anthem for that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I can work the day job, but I can also have a lot of hours at night that I can do stuff too. Mm -hmm. And you can do your dream job and your day job and get that done too. We're with Aaron Coker is with us. And I tell you what, incredibly talented singer-songwriter. And of course, uh, one of his big hit songs is I'll Ride. And I love the song. How did that song come about? I uh, was watching, we, me and my wife, we, we like to watch Netflix a lot. And, uh, was Got a little watching, binge watching. That's yeah. good. Uh, it was, I think it was worse than that. I think it was an addiction. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we was watching the uh, documentary uh, documentary on Arlington Cemetery and yeah. um, all the fallen soldiers that was there and, and some of the backline stories and on some of the soldiers that were there. And, you know, I went to sleep that night after watching it and... Uh, woke up with this verse in my head and so immediately i got a pen and piece of paper beside my bed and uh kind of started writing it and then before i woke you know before i could even really wake up fully the song was wrote yeah and um then the song's just basically talking about that soldier's uh final moment his reflection on life that final moment that um that he gives you know he gave his life for his country and uh of course the song can be you know, viewed from different people on, on different emotional uh, levels as far as personal. Um, but that's ultimately what the song was about. That's awesome. Would you share a little bit of it with sure. us? Sure. It's Aaron Coker. Looking back in my past, mistakes I have made Feeling the pain inside my mind Knowing I can blame Thinking that it's too late How my life has changed There is one thing I feel inside They can't take away That I've tried God knows I tried Lend I'll ride And God knows I'll ride In my past I see a cloud of dust that won't let go as people come and people stay, mostly they walk away into the night and never come back. That's what they say of me. And there is one thing I feel inside that life shall set me free, cause I tried. And God knows I tried. And I'll ride 
God knows I'll ride I've been waiting so long to find my way home But this road just keeps going on So I'll try And God knows I'll try And I'll ride God knows I'll ride Yeah Looking back in my past Where I went wrong Now I see that shining light The light that carries on So I'll try God knows I'll ride That's the amazingly talented Aaron Coker from the Aaron Coker Band. Yes, the studio audience is definitely wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. And I mean, I got chill bumps uh, during that. That's great. And you're living your dream. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't <laughs> it? I tell you, sometimes I'll, um, like I say, I've been doing this for about five years, and um, I'll still wake up in the morning and be like, I'm late for work. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's not until tonight. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get to lay back down. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, but it, it is. It's, it takes a lot of getting used to as far as wrapping your head around. You know, growing up, I had a bunch of different jobs, and nothing, I never found anything that I connected with. I've, I've been everything from a welder, painter, um, a correctional officer. If you can believe that. Um, well, it gives you lots of good material for songs it, it, that it does, <laughs> you know, and, but it never, not, you know, nothing. I, I never connected with any of it. it. Yeah. It was just going through the grind and, and just, you know, every day just, you know, Slide my feet into work, and I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't put my heart and soul into it. And, you know, I'll go out after work and play songs at, you know, little shows here and there and do acoustic shows and stuff. And um, it was that that's what I live for. And then, like I said, when Angie came along and she made me quit my job and she started booking for <laughs> me and put me out there and in the spotlight, and I felt alive i felt complete i felt whole yeah. it was it was a it was a very surreal feeling still is i can't tell you how valuable she is i can tell you on a personal experience the booking and the business part of it sometimes is the hardest and actually having yeah. somebody you can trust 100 percent doing that is even better because you hear all the horror stories oh yeah know, all that oh too, yeah on that well aaron i appreciate you coming in today how can folks find your music uh well you can get on uh aaron and uh, i have some eps out um i'll rise an ep and um uh, Angel's Tears, the one that was playing a little bit, um, along with a lot of other songs. Uh, also, I'll be at uh, a few places um, playing around. That my show dates are on there as well, and um, just come and 
get on the site and check it out. Man, thank you again for coming in today. Yes, sir. And and I'm going to start downloading some music right now. That'd be (laughs) great. All right. Well, this is another Monday in the books. We'll be around next week. Thank you for listening. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.